You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yeah, let's get into the business. The games are underway. I think they mean the Olympic Games are underway. A DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free. Play pools are available every day. For the games in Tokyo, and offer a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. It's up to $50,000 up for grabs, and the best part is free to play. Woo-hoo! DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just enter. Oh, you also have to download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's events and track your results. Through the evening to see if you'll achieve a victory. Questions will range from medal count to questions specific to the USA team. Can we draft blow games, Iran? Yes, we draft can. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day. Of the games in Tokyo, head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Boop, done. All right. Season 2 of Red Wings Rant, hosted by the Brothers of Discussion, and brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, where tirades and passion please about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Uh, today, we're going to be taking a look at, of course, uh, NHL Free Agency. The Red Wings bring it over. Q Suter. Woo! Just want to buy it. Bring it over, Q's. Uh, we've got uh, a couple other signings to discuss. We've got uh, Sam Gagne signing back on Luke Lundenning saying, Peace! And um, a couple other noteworthy moments from the NHL, namely the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and the Montreal Canadiens today. If we have time, we'll touch on that too. But as always, uh, before we get into all that fun stuff like the Montreal Canadiens and the Carolina Hurricanes, goddamn. For Matt, we got to talk some Iserman business. He's out there wheeling and dealing. Matt, you've heard the taming of the shrew. This is the taming of the shrewd maneuvers. Because once again, Iserman shrews his way into some contracts. <laughs> Matt, did we win the day in free agency? No, but uh, we got oh. Q Suter out of it. So, I look, this is one of those things where when you brought it up, um, namely people that are even involved in Red Wings rant uh, said, you know, he was on the top of my list. And I, I think he was on the top of a lot of people's list because his, his salary was going to come in reasonably. Clearly, his age is, what, reasonable one to, <laughs> to continue an ICER plan with. Uh, Mike, it's two years, 3.25 uh, per year, million. 
Uh, kid is uh, going to be 25 when the season gets going. Uh, and uh, 27 points in 55 games played was enough to not only be seventh in rookie points, Mike, but uh, finished 11th in Calder voting. Uh, now, of course, the asterisk there is uh, first place votes uh, was like in the 900 range, and 11th place votes means you got 12. So uh, <laughs> just <laughs> pull the curtain back a little bit. Well, you know, uh, I, right. Well, Iserman, he, he used to like getting guys from uh, the 2014 draft, right? And now he just likes getting uh, Calder Cup runner-ups uh, from last season because now we've got two of them. Um, and yeah, we got the third place and, uh, and the eleventh place finisher now. <laughs> Man, how can you not like? Pew, pew, pew. I was really bummed because I thought this was going to be a biblical signing with some pious, uh, <laughs> but pews I can live with. Uh, you should definitely know this name, Red Wing fans. Uh, you, you know, he had that hat trick. His first, his first, second, third rookie goals were all against us. And uh, yeah, if you if you comb through. The YouTube highlight videos of his uh, his mighty triumph against our Red Wings. Um, a lot of the comments are like, "Yeah, we sure suck, but at least we beat the Red Wings in this video." Oh, and then every third comment says, "This guy looks good. I bet we trade him to Carolina next year." And they didn't. Instead, they let him go without tendering a contract, and the Red Wings swooped in and made sure he didn't score any more goals against them. So another shrewd maneuver, Matt. Um, I. As far Probably. as all the set, look at the centers that were available. I I don't know. I didn't. I know what Deneau's going to bring. I, he's you know I, I'd rather have him as a third center, but but Hughes, I I'm pumped, man. This guy's got some some stick handling ability. He's got great hands. When I was watching the highlights, I thought there's you know a few shades of Rana in there. You know the way he plays. So man, I'm, I'm gonna be really pumped to see those two guys get together. Or yeah, uh, and- actually, there's there's probably two other guys you want to see him play with. Right. And, and I think the most exciting part about this, which was brought up uh, quite a bit on, on Twitter today, but uh, all, and I say all three, I was about to say, uh, playing with uh, the Guelph Storm from the OHL and uh, playing with Puce, Tyler Bertuzzi and Robbie Fabry, Mike. And I, I think uh, as much as everybody uh, has probably seen the highlights of the hat trick, uh, what they haven't seen, Mike, was one of the <laughs> best days. And uh, I don't know if we want to say Pew Suter, Tyler Bertuzzi, Robbie Fabry history uh, was November 9th, 2014. Uh, Guelph going up against London and the three boys uh, are, are the first line on, on the Guelph storm at this point combined. And here's the highlights for you uh, combined for 18 points on this night. Uh, it, <laughs> and let me make sure, let me pull this up so I don't screw it up. And then somebody goes, Hey, that math. Doesn't quite add up. Uh, seven points for our boy uh, Tyler. Uh, six points for Robbie Fabry, and uh, five points going in for uh, for Puce, including hey, no, another hat trick that we can we can focus on this hat trick uh, going forward. But what you guys are watching are all highlights of on this one night, eighteen combined points between Robbie Fabry, Tyler Bertuzzi, and Puce Suter. Um, so that's why this is this is exciting because. I think when we were all putting together our lines, Mike, uh, for the upcoming season, everybody wants to put the checkmates together. So you've got uh, Verana and Zadina playing together. And I think the clear center right now, before we put in an offer sheet for someone in particular, is Dylan Larkin. So now our second line is going to be Tyler Bertuzzi, Puse, and Robbie Fabry. No problem. 
Yeah. And that, uh, this is it right here. We've got Tristan. Let's go. I'm so pumped. Fethdar with a good evening. I, I didn't. Sorry, Fethdar. I'm glad, glad to see you, but I, I'm I'm going <laughs> throw up this one. <laughs> Which is Eric Johnson going smart moves. Um, but yeah, I mean this this was this was not only the move where uh, I, I think it was the move that just like it's the gift that keeps on giving, right? Like. Uh, you get a guy who at least got some Calder votes. Uh, he had a very exciting first couple of weeks to last season. He's still extremely young. Not, you know, not the youngest guy. He's reasonably young for an NHL center. And he's a center, right? So now we're, we've easily, after we just had our last episode about the draft, and as we keep bringing up, we have the strength is our defense. Uh, our last couple of high-profile forward draft picks are wingers and we have Dylan Larkin who's a you know he's a hometown kid and we all kind of agree man is he going to be a great captain but we're we're pretty weak when it comes to centers so are we saying this is our first line center no but you need to add something to the center I don't know not core but you got to add something from a depth perception and and from a depth perception from From our depth and the range of our depth in the Detroit Red Wings system, this this isn't going to be something where we are getting a first-line center, but you're getting a guy who, at this point, projects to be pretty solid middle six. And if you could, like we talk about every episode, if you could check off some boxes as the weeks go along, as the months go along, as the seasons go along, check off check off a middle six box, why don't you? Um, I just well, don't wait, understand. Wait. How do these other GMs keep letting Iserman just like, God, like like Ahab navigating the waters? Um, he just he just keeps doing these low low risk high reward moves of these guys who are right on the cusp of entering their primes. He gives them short term deals so they can really put together statistical seasons to earn big contracts. And you know this guy's twenty five. It's the same for uh, Nadelkovich. Hey, buddy. Uh, I mean, we're gonna draft a Kosa, right? You know, because we we gotta have somebody in the in the in the in the minors. We gotta start developing some goalie talent. But you're gonna come here and you're gonna get tons of ice time, as much as you want. You're gonna be showcased all the time. So you're you're entering those prime years where you know you've got your body and physical, you know, at its peak. Uh, yeah. You're going to get ice time, man. That's the stunning news. I, I don't know how these teams keep letting him do that. Three million is nothing. It's it's a it's a drop in the bucket uh, for this team with basically still a pretty much a wide open cap sheet. Um, you know, still room this offseason. Then it's going to be, you know, clean next offseason. And the one after that uh, for them literally to just do whatever they want. Um, and I, I at first, you know, you and I were kind of joking in episodes past, like, why aren't they chasing some of the, you know, maybe go after Doug Hamilton, but eh, I, I'm not too bummed. I kind of want to see how this turns out. I want to see how these prospects, as they start getting called up this season, which it sounds like it's going to be the case, uh, now they're going to be playing with guys like like Suter. Yeah, you, you bring up a, a great point, too, about these guys playing for the future contracts, because... Today we got Dougie Hamilton signing with new with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, a mortgage nine million for seven years, right? His best years are probably behind him, right? I mean, you don't you don't sign in the NHL. I mean, it's 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 it can sometimes be different in, in like the NFL with with some much larger contracts coming through after the draft. 
But in the NHL, you really got to prove it. And then you get paid for proving it. And then, of course, you end your career with the Arizona Coyotes when they finish off your contract <laughs> once they trade for you and you're, you're retired <laughs> and injured for life. But before that happens, you're, you're getting paid at, in, in these years where Dougie's going to get paid for these seven years and $9 million. It's, it's such a weird way that the NHL works like that. But um, it's a great point for Puse. So Puse is now going to be, you know, moved around uh, on, on a team where he's going to get not maybe not a ton of uh, nationally televised games because he's on the Red Wings. But when people are seeing the Red Wings, you're going to see a lot of Puse. And if this is an opportunity for him to play with guys that he's had chemistry with uh, in the OHL, holy crap. How is that just not thumbs up all around? Um, so yeah, I think, I think to wrap this one up, I think we're all pretty stoked. I think this was something for me. I, I thought came out of nowhere because we saw earlier in the day, um, Puce was considering a lot of offers was the tweet I saw. I, I know that, um, I don't think that was directly from Elliot Friedman, but he re- retweeted that. That's how I saw it. But anyway, the idea here too, is that when I saw that, I was just like, okay, we're out of the running because he's clearly going to be considering maybe some playoff contenders. Uh, but if that was the case, Mike, the other fun part to dissect here is that he was considering a lot of offers. His agent makes the comment, this isn't happening today. And then he speaks to Steve Eiserman. <laughs> and he's like, no, I, no, I'm done. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sign me up. I, I'm all about the Iser plan. And I, I think that is an element of this that is getting overlooked just a little bit nationally. I think uh, locally we're all kind of going, yep. Another Iserman just, yeah, come You speak to me for a couple of minutes. We're done. And uh, Mike, what what a great way to transition into uh, earlier this morning. There was at least uh, a Yoast sighting uh, who's a um, a writer for the NHL who said the the only name I've seen in regards to offer sheets is Iserman. So, you know, I'm just going to say, He's going to have a chance to speak with some of the restricted free agents. We've been uh, crossing our fingers on Elias Pettersson since about halfway through the season. Yeah, right. And, hey, we talked. We just talked about how weak we are at the center position when it comes to at least building a prospect base and trying to build a, a reasonable roster. Um, so if the one name that's being bantied about in regards to making offer sheets to restri- restricted free agents is our very own Steve Eichmann. I think we can keep, we can at least keep crossing our fingers through the night. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to hold my breath because right. I will probably die. But um, I just wanted to talk about the the cap sheet one more time. Um, so like we've, we've given another guy who's on the cusp of entering his prime, you know, he's um, going to get opportunities. Um, you know, he's still in his youth. It's not like the other suitor um, who almost, Almost doubled uh, what Puse is going to make um, as a as a thirty six year old defenseman for Dallas with a, <laughs> just uh, just an utter like madman move for the Stars. Um, I think they maybe signed the wrong suitor. Um, I, I don't know if they're hitting refresh and they can't believe that they got Ryan instead of Puse. Oops. Um, but I just wanted to point out, Matt, the next guy. Um, I know we're going to talk about him in a minute. Is uh, Jordan uh, Osterley, uh, defenseman? Just picked him up. You know, he's going to be, a you know, uh, for depth, kind of round out the roster, right, in case a defenseman goes down or, you know, one of our kids has to stay right. in the minors for a little bit. Jordan Osterley, Matt, next season, 
He's going to be our oldest signed player at the age of 30. Ooh, this is a fun conversation. Um, when you talk about like the cap sheet cleaning up, um, yeah. I we're gonna say goodbye to Franz Nielsen, Matt. That's gonna be over. Um, uh, Osterly, that's it. That's that's it. That's our thirty-year-old defenseman. Um, I mean, you're gonna have to put deals out there for like the Stetchers of the world. Um, you know, we'll see how Letty does. You know, this season, um, if he's even a Red Wing at the trade deadline, we'll see. Uh, but this yeah, is the Kaiser a, take a huge, it's you know, a pay clean cut. Sheet. Yeah, it's a clean sheet, and then all the restricted free agents. You're going to be, uh, you know, Zadina. That's it. I mean, you're hopefully going to be. You know, I, I don't know if they're going to go. Was it arbitration for one more year for Bertuzzi, um, Ernie, or uh, Verana, depending on what happens in the you know next couple days or so? No, but yeah, not not for not for Bert. Um, not next. Yeah. So uh, I think, uh, then we just roll into his UFA years. Um, be the year to do it, but, um, we do have to do a cut. We're, we're moving fast here. Uh, shout out to, uh, Brett. Yeah. Shout out to Brettis who, uh, was totally miffed that we were running through all the comments and I did skip over them, but, uh, Brett, Brettis, I I like it here too. I'm glad, I'm glad you're along. Uh, and then, uh, Eric Johnson, and uh, I think we had a couple of mentions here, um, and Jonathan D. Williams, uh, both talking about um, some centers moving around. So uh, do we leave uh, Vlano and Rast in the bottom six or shift to wing? I I think a lot of that's going to depend on what else can shake out uh, through training camp. Clear, uh, You know what? Obviously. Why am I saying that? <laughs> I think there's a space, though, for Rasmussen to continue uh, in that fourth line. And I think that works for me, but I think the important thing is that these guys are going to get some power play time. So as these guys continue to develop, as long as they get ice time, we're okay. This is another season where we shouldn't expect the Stanley cup. So here's how I'm looking at it. If we build those, the the top six right now is built out the way we kind of just fantasy booked it again, got the checkmates and Larkin and then we've got the Guelph storm doing their family reunion. Uh, if everything's shaking out to where it's maybe a random assortment, uh, of, uh, who we had coming up last year, if a Raymond or Berggren fits in there at some point. And of course we, we just brought up Sam Gagne again, getting, uh, extended or re-signed however you want to put that. I, at this point, I'm fine if this is just shaken up through the whole season. Cause again, I, I, I think by the end of the season, you want to make sure that you've gotten a lot of looks of Leno and Rass. And I, I can't imagine that any of these guys are really going to be building their way through into the top six, unless there's some injuries. Um, and I think right now Steve's okay with that. And I, I don't know if I've seen enough from Valeno to say that he absolutely deserves to be in the top six. Um, I think he did look pretty great at the end of last season. Um, and another thing too, is we saw Rasmussen really throwing his weight around at the end of last year. And I, I, I don't know if maybe we just ride that, you know, r- ride that idea that he, he was really getting into, all right, I'm a big boy out here. I'm going to use that just to take over whatever I'm doing and, and really lean into his physical side and put you know make him a bottom six forward and like i said we're we're checking off boxes as we continue each season each month each day if that's another box we can check off is a reliable center and and work on somebody that's going to be pretty physical and eat some ice time with his physicality i'm cool with that 
But again, I think the important thing for those guys is to get power play time. I want to see what they look like with Alex Tungay's power play. I want to see how they're going to use this collection of all these names we're throwing out there to build out two different power play lines. And that, for, for me, I think should ever be everybody's concern is, as long as they're all getting some chances. Um, and, uh, you know, I know we all try to peg everybody for a specific spot on a power play. And we're all excited that Sam Gagne uh, is going to be able to fit somewhere on the second power play. I, you know, I, it just hasn't been successful for a few years now. Let's, let's move guys around. I, I don't care if Rasmussen's out on the point. I, I want to move people around so we can figure out what's actually going to work. Now, Rasmussen was very successful out in front of the net last season. Uh, so, of course, I say that in jest. But, I, again, let's focus on the power play. If these guys are getting ice time uh, from when we were talking about the top four lines, that's fun. But ultimately, I think the, the first moment we start to complain is when we're halfway through the season. And if Rasmussen, Valeno, if Bergeron makes the team and those guys haven't sniffed any power play time, then we're angry. Uh, but before then, I, I, I'm i fine if they're just making the team. Uh, but clearly, you know, we look at it as Red Wings fans and we say, wow, this is maybe not stacked, but we get really excited because we have all these first round draft picks making the team or at least sniffing the roster. But until, until these guys start to make some headway in special teams, I, I really just see these guys as, you know, right now we have, we have a team to ice, but I, I want to yeah. see them make a difference in special teams. Well, I would say, um, Matt, much to your point with the, with the power play, uh, I do not really see um, a scenario next season where they don't, have uh four forwards per power play per power play line and then one defenseman um i think uh you know we've seen letty in his career you know try to uh, quarterback a, a power player too but you know when I, I mentioned the the cap sheet getting cleaned up of 30 year olds uh there's there's a lot of 30 year old defensemen this season uh so it kind of feels like what they're setting up is a lot of veteran defense to kind of stay home outside of letty who we know likes to you know score a bit um and kind of let these kids just prove themselves uh, with all these guys who are all like 24, 25, 24, 25, 22, 21, 26, 26, 26, 25. Um, and then you're looking at 30, 31, 34, 27, 29. That's all the defensemen, you know, outside of um, recently re-signed Lindstrom or, um, you know, Cider when we know he's going to get his his time on the on the main roster, as we like to call it. But um yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty interesting dynamic because uh, we might need these guys to grow up really quick when all those 30-year-old guys are gone after this season. So it's kind of like this is going to be a proving ground to see who's got it um, as far as, like, defining roles, who's going to be in the in the top six or bottom six, like like Jonathan asked. It's, man, this is going to be if, – if they open up that Traverse City uh, camp like they used to, that would be a fascinating – a visit to see who earns those top spots. It, it's it's going to be a really competitive, um, just like civil war to see who gets those top two lines for the Red Wings. Um, feels like we've waited a couple years here, Matt, for them to uh, be relevant. This this feels like we're right on the cusp of being like really exciting hockey to watch. All these guys hitting that age where they where they know what they're doing, you know, right? Um, they understand the plan and uh, see what Blaschel and Tongay can put together. Can I can I say, too, like this line that we fantasy booked for ourselves is the, the Guelph Storm reunion? 
Doesn't that feel like the third line though? Like once we're in the playoffs, that's going to put up a ton of points, you know, like they, they become reliable and whatnot. Like that's, that's how I'm fantasy booking this in my head. All right. Um, now to uh, uh, diehard Red Wings fans point, uh, or I, I'm sorry, his question. Do you think uh, Raymond or Bergeron is going to be on the opening night roster? Uh, I, I like what happened today uh, through ice hockey gifts as they retweeted a little translated uh uh, Q&A with Lucas Raymond. Uh, but th- the bottom note here is Lucas Raymond uh, <laughs> aims to make an NHL roster spot. Otherwise, I, I, I wouldn't go over there. I absolutely love this <laughs> so much. Uh, you know, you know, there there's a lot to happen between this tweet, uh, Lucas saying that, and of course, night number one and whatever the Iser plan is. Um, we don't want Lucas to be too good, of course. We, we still have some other draft picks we'd like to attain. <laughs> but yeah. um, goddamn, Mike, Lucas Raymond coming in hot today. I, I thought this was fun, and this was something that kind of flew under the radar uh, for, for Red Wings fans as uh, we were all giddy over uh, Puce. But um, I, I just I was hoping to figure this into the episode today. Um, not, not too much to go off of. Um, you know, Lucas is feeling comfortable yeah. with. Uh, did we not? With, uh, did we not just see a recent interview from Eiserman where he wanted to leave the roster spots, uh, have some more flexibility to see if Bergeron or right come up? So it it feels like um, you know Eiserman's kind of got that in his back pocket. Like I, I think he you know he's probably been watching some tape. Um, you know, these guys lighten up the the stat sheet a little bit, and uh, I man, they're gonna be. <laughs> They're gonna be so exciting, potentially. I, I'm I'm kind of giddy, and all it took was Pews just trying to you know even out this this roster build a little bit with the with the center with some skill. Um, God, I'm I'm just really pumped up right now. <laughs> uh, well, you brought up uh, Jordan Osterley uh, already, where he's gonna be our only 30 year old guy uh, under contract next next season, <coughs> this upcoming yeah. season. Uh, but he's fun. He comes from uh, Dearborn Heights, Mike. So hey. hey, yeah, from our from our hometown adjacent, since we're from Dearborn, yeah. uh, he's a medium sized boy at six foot, one hundred and eighty two pounds, shoots left. Um, now, uh, if, through what we usually look at is Jay Fresh's uh, war models, he does pop up at a twenty nine percent. And as we normally look at those, I mean, last week we were looking at Mark Stahl; he's at three percent. So. <laughs> Uh, we were talking earlier today with one of the other Red Wing podcasts, and the, the thought was brought up that this guy is either uh, depth or Grand Rapids bound. And I said, well, the, the $1.35 million definitely tells me that he's depth before uh, Grand Rapids bound because he also doesn't have a minor league contract worked into that. So if we send him to the minors, he's getting paid $1.35 million. So I'm pretty sure their plan was not <laughs> to send him to Grand Rapids. Um, but with that being said, if uh, if we're looking at uh, Jordan right now, and I'm just going to keep calling him Jordan because I that Osterley is really bugging me. That's I got to I got to look up how to actually say that last name. Oh, I got uh, it, man. I got it. I'm on Hockey Reference. I got you, Jordan. But Osterley. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, we named. We named you um, yeah. Jordan actually comes in with a higher WAR percentage than Nick Letty, so he's coming in oh, looking boy. pretty juicy over Nick Letty and Mark Stahl. So if there's a spot for him to Earn. Um, if you see somebody sizzling on the blue line, you're like, "Whoa, who's that making Mark Dahl and Letty look ridiculous?" That's Osterly, baby. <laughs> the only thirty year old on this Red Wing roster in 2022. Yeah. I wonder oh, if fuck. I can. I, I 
I'm going to try and get this up as quickly as possible here because I want y'all to see this because this this actually is pretty interesting. Like what, I guess what he ranks highest uh, on, um, I don't want to pull this up here. So this is Jordan from JFresh. Um, this is where it's interesting for me is that we're seeing a lot of uh, efficiency from the offensive side at 56%. And it's all the, he's not efficient defensively. So I, I he's at 19%. And, and the way that you guys want to measure these, I got this question earlier today, so I thought I'd throw this out there. But you just want to tell yourself, compared to the rest of the league, on the offensive side, and I wonder if my, if my mouse is, yep. So this 56% right here, this means that he's in the, 50, the top 56% of the league. So there's only another... 44% that are, uh, or 44% of the league is better uh, than Jordan. So he's, he's better. He's in the top half of the league, I guess, if you want to look at it that way of, of uh, offensive efficiency, but uh, defensively, who doggies. So uh, he got called earlier today, the Alex Biega. Uh, I would challenge that and say, maybe he's more of a Christian juice. Uh, considering there's, there's some more <laughs> offensive output. Yep. What was that? No, that's what I thought you were going to say. That's Those are the exact numbers I, I thought we were uh, leaning towards there. Kind of a more offensive defenseman. Um, exactly. Hey, we, we go back to the guy who got uh, our first power play goal in however many games. So I, 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 I'm I, not saying either one is right or wrong. I think it's pretty accurate to just look at him as a, a movable contract. Uh, Steve, that... Steve Eiserman. Hi. Uh, one of your <laughs> scouts here. Uh, just letting you know, we lost Dennis Chowlowski. Chow, Chalowski. So if we could get another defenseman with the last name, that's kind of difficult to rattle off the old tongue there. Uh, you can make some phone calls. We found this Jordan Osterly. I, I don't know. Losterly? Toterly? Toasterly. Yeah, you'll, he'll, you'll love him. He's, he's a barely competent defensive defenseman, but man, he'll score a goal once in a while. There you go. Um, so yeah, he'll fit right in, Matt. He'll, he'll play five games for us. And yeah. uh, around the fur with the fun point here, uh, we talked to earlier about the Guelph Storm reunion. We also have a Western Michigan reunion with Danny DeKaiser hey. and Jordan. So there we go. Nice. Yeah. All right. A uh, couple of points here, too. We did uh, gloss over uh, coming from Eric and a diehard Red Wings fan about uh, Lucas Raymond being our superstar. Um, yeah, whatever we said about Lucas uh, making it on the team or not making it, uh, it's not reflective of, of how we feel about Lucas in the long term. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you draft a kid number four overall. We're crossing our fingers at superstar. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> then we hold our be, breath for be 10 years. What, every single power play in Grand Rapids or, you know, being third or fourth line probably in Detroit while well, he kind of gets used to used to the ice up there. So it's just, you know, they always, Red Wings are always kind of patient with their, with their prospects. So, I would be pretty surprised to see Lucas, but uh, we might get a cameo or two. Now, uh, speaking of Grand Rapids, uh, we did uh, make a signing that is, uh, I was about to say a young man. He's younger than us. Uh, But Ryan Murphy, Mike, the AHL Defenseman of the Year, coming from uh, the Silver Knights, of course, uh, the Golden Knights affiliate, uh, coming over to Grand Rapids. Uh, I mean, this wasn't anything to be too excited from the Red Wings side, unless... You're looking looking at it from the perspective of there's a lot of young defensemen that should be going through that system, and they can't always learn from NHL uh, pros. So why don't I? This is what I was excited about. We, we got Chris Davis, AHL. Right, 
Exactly. We got Crash Davis from uh, Bull Durham. Bull Durham, thank you. We just brought in Crash Davis to help out. I mean, we're, you know, I think I think we're pretty good writing in more cider into yeah, this. He's, um, he's out there to teach most cider his cliches. You know, I'm just here to help the ball club, you know. Hopefully not, Murphy brushes up. No, his... I'm, I'm saying not more insider. I'm saying we're writing him in on the, the main call. Oh, you're writing You've him got in. All right. Okay. Gustav Lindstrom, uh, Lindstrom uh, Mc, Jared McIsaac, Albert Johansson, Donovan Sabrango, who started last year, uh, Seth Barton, Emil, Emil Vero, and Wyatt Newpower are all under contract right now. So we needed somebody to help bring the – now it is uh, – actually, Wyatt is listed under both Grand Rapids and the Detroit Red Wings, so that's interesting. He'll clearly get a shot uh, once yeah. training camp starts. But um, I think we're pretty safe to say that uh, there's a chance he'll sniff Grand Rapids sometime next year. Uh, so all those names thrown together, and now they can play along with the AHL Defenseman of the Year. So, again, nothing to be too excited about. He's uh, He's either 28 or 29 at this point. Um, there's nothing to be excited about from the Red Wings perspective, but for all of us playing the long-term game, um, Ryan Murphy in, uh, to help, uh, bring along some of the youngins. And I, I'm, uh, I like it. It's, it's kind of cute. I mean, if you're going to bring in anybody onto that AHL team, uh, I like that we can at least look back and say, Hey, AHL defenseman of the year. Fun. Yeah. He's going to be uh, a playing coach, right? So he's either going to be Crash Davis and, uh, he's 28, man. HL player of the year of the year. Maybe he'll uh maybe he'll be JD Martinez in a Red Wing uniform. You never know. Maybe he figured it out at age 28 here and uh gonna start cranking in, you know, 30 to 40 goals a season. Probably not, but you know, we'll see. Um I think we have one more uh hometown boy here, man. I can't remember if we mentioned Sam Gagne officially back. Uh dude, Yeah, I listed a- it as eight hundred and fifty thousand question mark. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's whatever. Whatever the lowest amount uh, Sam could sign for, he took it. Um, but we know why he's God here. Bless him. Right-handed God bless shot. Him keeping that cap sheet clean. Thank you, yeah, Sam. Yeah, what a nice guy. Uh, and then in his interview today, he's really <laughs> excited to work with uh, Alex Tungay. So we were just talking about the vets bringing along kids in the AHL. Uh, I mean, clearly Sam's going to be able to help Alex uh, round things out here. And maybe uh, maybe Sam's looking for a future job. <laughs> maybe he's looking for that future coaching job. Who knows? Um, <laughs> all right. So a couple other uh, notable NHL moves today. We'll kind of jump down to the bottom of this list, Mike, uh, as we uh, – oh, yeah. Should I say it? That wraps up all of our Red Wings news for today. Maybe. <laughs> if, uh, if we Stop get another Luke uh, Lindetting. offer sheet. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Yeah, we can get an offer sheet. Uh, but, yeah, Luke yeah. Lindetting, uh signs with the Dallas Stars. So we, we bid him adieu. We thank him for his years of service. Mike. Uh, we came into this podcast. He was your favorite guy. Uh, week after week, we would try and highlight something that made Luke Lendenning's performance worthwhile. Uh, <laughs> how does it feel, Mike, to know we won't be able to do that next season? Are you now a Dallas Stars fan? I uh, can't wait to buy my Glendenning Stars jersey. Uh, he was already a star in my heart, and now he's a star in Dallas. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for him to win a bunch of faceoffs. Uh, dominate as a fourth line center uh, for the the team in Dallas, but uh, again, Matt, I, I'm still not sure that he meant to sign with them. Uh, he just signed an offer, you know, with somebody. A city starts with D. Um, you know, he saw a suitor. He's, he knew the Wings were getting a suitor, and he just oh Ryan, oh man, I want a pew 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 pew. So uh, you know, an honest mistake. Um, and he'll probably be back in Detroit in two seasons. So. Um, oh, around the fur. I hope this isn't the first time you heard about it. 
Uh, but yeah, that's that's a good way to transition. Dallas uh, signs uh, Ryan Suter. Um, not uh, Mike. Not the first time that hockey has seen a major move from Minnesota to Dallas. So there you go. Of course, uh, reference to the North Stars moving over to oh, become the yeah. Stars. Oh, the, zing. the old uprooting of a hockey team. Nothing like that, huh? <laughs> right. Those are comparable. <laughs> All right, Mike. Um, the, I like how you put this, too, because they are absolutely stacked at center, including, including their prospect line. The LA Kings Ooh. bring in our uh, sec, our number two darling, analytics darling on the free agent wire. So number yeah. one was uh, Dougie Hamilton going to New Jersey. Number two, Philip Deneau going to the LA Kings. Again, um, absolutely stacked, locked stacked. and loaded. There uh, are some guys on the Kings that are – they've, they've got to be moving to wing because um, – Man. There, I mean, there you go. You've got your second or third line center locked and ready to go. Um, all right. Mike, let's get into uh, let's get into the not fun news. Oh wait, oh, wait one, there's one more, one quick more fun here. one. I had one more fun one. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, guaranteeing he uh, will not be winning a playoff series for the next three years. Matt Peter Morazic joining the Toronto oh. Maple Leafs. Uh, gonna play a little bit of goalie for them, and uh, he's tired of these long, arduous seasons. You know, deep playoff runs. He wants to be out in the first round, so. <laughs> He's guaranteed that here for the next three years. Congratulations to Peter. He's going to have a long time to work on that golf swing. So, Marezic, good luck up in our brothers to the north. Well, uh, well, this is a good transition uh, because Carolina is the one who, who let Peter go. Uh, and I think they now have become number two heel in the league uh, to Montreal, who we could also discuss quickly. Uh, Very quickly. But- Carolina, number two heel in, in the league after signing Tony D'Angelo today, after we all kind of played the same game that we hoped would be played with Logan Melu, would be uh, he doesn't get drafted. Uh, we were kind of hoping that Tony D'Angelo wouldn't get signed because uh, he's a racist piece of garbage. So here we are. Uh, he signed Carolina with probably the biggest downgrade of all, to go from Dougie Hamilton, the analytics darling, everybody loves him because he, he doesn't hang out with his teammates and he goes to museums instead. And in, and, and, and to replace him is the absolute douche of the league, Tony D'Angelo. Um, just riddled with issues when he was in the OHL. Of course, more problems in the NHL. New York Rangers were at the point where he was starting teams in, uh, I'm sorry, fights within the team. Uh, said, if you do one more incident, you're gone. All of a sudden, boom, waivers, and then never played again. <sighs> just um, not not fun to think about. Uh, I, 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 uh, I just, it's such a Matt. Oh god, such a um, like culture, like a cultural one eighty with like what Iserman's trying to build with these these feel good signings. You know, these guys are on the cusp. They're all good attitudes. You know, they've had pretty strong um, upbringing and coaching, and you know they're uh, positive contributors to a locker room. Oof, and then he could go to Montreal or Carolina, and I, I, it's not worth like the the risk of the the marginal, uh, marginally better skill that a D'Angelo might bring. Uh, it's just it's stunning. Uh, I, I know sports is all about performance, so he's going to get you know judged on how he plays on the ice, even if he said some really rotten things and is not too you know distant past. Right. 
But man, I, we really knock on wood. We we really got it good with Iserman. Um, it really feels like he's picking um, not just these highly skilled players, but a lot of high character high character guys. Um, so I'm I'm glad that we're not a part of that. Um, yeah, and I, we did get the question: uh, <laughs> How is how is Tony racist? Well, it, it, the only thing we can go by is the OHL uh, suspending him for violating the league's uh, harassment and diversity policies. Uh, so he used a slur directed at a teammate. Um, He's also been harassing like referees um, right. and officials. Uh, so Also in Arizona uh, with the Coyotes and then with teammates uh, with the New York Rangers. So this is just an – and it's his Twitter account um, supported certain politicians that may or not – Lean in a yeah, more, I mean, you know, uh, a, a less diverse um, direction. It's you know you're gonna follow who you vote for, but you know there's certain aspects that you probably don't need to focus on. Those being you know the more racist and homophobic uh, characteristics of certain politicians. You probably don't need to advocate for. You know what I mean? It's one thing to vote right. for somebody who has a, a tax plan that you like, but when they're you know questioning others' civil rights, that's usually not something you want to be a part of, but let's, let's, that's enough talk yeah. about him, Matt. Let's yeah, la- on. Last, last one, uh, the notable NHL moves, uh, is that Montreal apologized for drafting Logan, uh, today in the middle of the free agent frenzy. So hoping that this would just kind of be swept under the rug while everybody was signing people. <laughs> uh, that was probably sign number one, that this was going to be ugly. Uh, sign number two is that they had to have a press conference right after this letter was released. So they knew it wasn't going to go great. Uh, but number three, Mike, is the actual words in the letter where, um, basically this is how I summed it up on Twitter was they said, um, we hope that everyone will respect our wish to not accept the consequences for our terrible decision. It's pretty much what I read. Uh, he said, uh, of course, uh, for anybody who's not familiar, uh, Logan Melu, who was drafted, uh, was pick 31, was asked not to be drafted after it was, uh, I guess, put into North American news media uh, that he was getting in trouble in his home country for having taken a picture of a, a woman that he spent the night with without her consent. And then, of course, displaying that content uh, to his friends and whoever else, which, again, not... Uh, did not give her consent to. So, um, when Logan uh, saw that most most NHL teams were not going to draft him, he tried to rescind his name from the draft, which you cannot do, and Montreal decided that, no, not only do I need to draft this kid, I need to draft him in the first round. <laughs> and uh, basically, I think Montreal's at this point where, you know, they almost won a Stanley Cup, uh, they can't really afford to waste any moves right now. Um, they have, you know, Shea Weber is, is, his career is like done. Uh, there's this like a 1% chance he might come back, but pretty much his career's done. Uh, Carey Price has almost had a season ending injury. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, surgery, but it looks like he will be back. Uh, so they're really tiptoeing. And now they pretty much wasted a first-round pick uh, because they've been pressured into not le- uh, letting Logan join their training camp. Uh, but what we all wanted to have happen was that they would have just let Logan go. And pretty much what they said was, we understand that you're all upset. We're we not dropping anyway. this first-round pick. Uh, thank you. Yeah. And that was that. <laughs> just a, a lot more, uh, you know, or more paragraphs, I would say. 
Uh, I yeah, I, I I can't get behind that. It's just going to be a really easy rooting interest should they uh, you know find their way into the into the playoffs. Um, rooting against them, of course. Um, you know, I'm pretty jealous that they did uh, nab Savard for a pretty pretty reasonable contract. Um, damn it! But um, gross. I, I Matt, that <laughs> why there like there aren't you know. 200 prospects for you to choose from every year, uh, you know, who aren't pieces <laughs> right. of garbage. Uh, it, it just, why not was available in the first round. Right. Cameron, why not? <laughs> All right. Well, here's the thing. I mean, this, this thing sucks. We're, we're, we're kind of <laughs> falling down a pit of despair. So uh, last thing, Mike, we'll jump back into a question we got, uh, we got earlier today. Uh, I'm sorry, earlier in the episode. Let me try and find it so we can have some more fun instead of uh, just being sad about Montreal and Carolina. Uh, but, Mike, how about Lucas Raymond, Suter, and Bergeron? I like it a lot. All right. That's you want to know why I hesitated? Almost said Ryan because we had that whole segment about Ryan Suter. But Q oh, Suter and Johnson Bergeron. I can't not think of pew, 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 pew. I know. That's... <laughs> Look, I'll game. wrap this up uh, by saying I, I I do love Lucas Raymond and how excited he is to come. I don't yeah. think he's going to start the season with us, but it does make sense at some point for Bergeron and Lucas Raymond to hook up on the same line, especially when they're both on uh, the main roster. So, uh, of course, stealing my wrestling terms there, but when they're on the main roster, uh, I'm, I'm going to say it only makes too much sense, and it makes the same amount of sense as to why I'd want to at least see uh, Bertuzzi, Fabry, and Suter playing together for a while since they played together in the OHL. At this point, I think uh, when we booked our uh, lineups for the upcoming season, I think I actually put Valeno in that uh, in the center position there because uh, I was projecting this if this was a possibility to be more like a third line. But, um, hey, nobody really hates Valeno. He played great in, in regards to being a two-way center, so that could still be your second line. Like I mentioned earlier, we really want this to be a playoff team. You're booking you're booking that Suter Bertuzzi Fabry line as your third line. That that's that's not necessarily going to be getting, you know, if you're a championship team, that's where you want that. That's where the Tampa Bay Lightning have that line. That's their third line. All right. Yeah, and I got to uh, say uh, before we go to like the um I don't know, the the availability of the the unrestricted free agents this year. It, it wasn't really a who's who of, man, I hope the Red Wings get him. I mean, it would have been cool to get Dougie, but, I mean, the dude's already in his 30s. We got, you know, three, four, five guys his size that were developing. So I'm not, like, heartbroken that we didn't get Dougie Hamilton. Um, obviously, I wanted some centers. That's probably the Red Wings, you know, toughest uh, or biggest weakness. Uh, we've had so many people in the comments today talking about, um, you know, the wings, um, you know, and the minors that we want to see get a call up. And it feels like they're on the cusp, but it'd be exciting to see them. So, I, I mean, the one spot where we would want a center, there there aren't really, like, marquee centers outside of your boy, Matt. I don't know if you refreshed to see if the Runwings put an offer sheet on. I haven't recently, but I'm guessing they haven't. They haven't. No, I would have been <laughs> screaming. Um, but, I mean, of no. the centers that got signed, I mean, did you want Hoffman? Did you want Deneau at, you know, four or five million? You know, at, you know, hitting close to 30? No, I, I'm okay with Pews. I, I think that's a good move, and I, I'm not bummed at all, and I'm okay if this is all the Red Wings end up doing outside of one very particular restricted free agent offer sheet that we're going to keep refreshing on. 
All right. So while we hold our breath, uh, Mike, I don't know about you, but I'm about to fortify my walls, uh, my windows and my house because we have a flash flood warning and howl for the storm of the okay. century that's coming tonight. <laughs> um, so we're going to see. Hey, maybe uh, you said you had some problems in your basement. Maybe I'll have a matching basement after tomorrow. Um, hey, you're so right. Have fun, Matt. <laughs> see how this goes. Right, fingers crossed. Uh, hopefully, uh, Elias Patterson and my basement uh, does not flood tonight. Um, we'll, we'll let you guys know on Sunday what happens for both of them. All right, good luck. Uh, we'll and, everybody. Uh, thanks, everybody, everybody for, for commenting. This was a really fun one. Um, and I, I, I feel like we were one of the winners of free agency today. All right, thanks, everybody.